For us, it was really focused on financial freedom. So when we set out on this, we got sat down and got specific on like our three and five year goals of where we wanted to be in our involvement in our daughter's lives. Um, at that time, we had a new baby and a two-year-old. They're now three and five. Um, so it's so great. Now we've both worked ourselves out of full-time jobs. So I transitioned out of my full-time nursing administrator job over in 2021. Appleman, founder and CEO of Appleman Properties. Today, we are joined with Savannah, Savannah Arroyo. Savannah is the CEO of Networth, Networth Nurse and owns and manages around $10 million worth of real estate. Partnering with Healthcare Pros, she is a re, she's a finance and social media influencer. Uh, Savannah, let the, uh, the listeners know a little bit more about yourself. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. I um, am a registered nurse. I really knew from a young age I wanted to go into nursing, so I went right out of high school into college pursuing my nursing degree. Uh, graduated 2013, worked in a few different specialties, uh, went back to school and got my master's degree in nursing leadership and administration because I was in love with operations and had my eyes set on becoming a CNO of a hospital, a chief nursing officer, um, and started climbing the ladder within a a large healthcare organization in Los Angeles. And then beginning of 2020, after having my second daughter, my priorities shifted and my husband and I became super motivated to learn about other ways to generate income in our lives so that we weren't as dependent on our W-2 income. Um, stumbled upon real estate for obvious reasons. It's one of the best ways out there to grow wealth. Um, just started educating ourselves, got into single family homes and then switched into multifamily syndications. Oh, wow, that's um, that's a huge transition. What um, what kind of education path did you take to to learn more about the industry and ultimately gain an expert knowledge? Yeah, definitely podcast. Um, that was first and foremost because it it really is another language in the real estate world. You hear people throwing around acronyms and terms that you don't understand, and this is why I always preach this to healthcare professionals that have learned the medical language and medical terminology is really kind of the same attitude that I had coming into the real estate space. And so, listening to podcasts is a great way for just all that information to seep in through osmosis. I swear, you just start learning the language. Um, and that's super helpful in the beginning as you're just starting out. Um, and then books uh, that are a little more specific to different real estate strategies. Um, and then also getting hands-on experience, underwriting deals, evaluating markets, uh, using a lot of tech to do that piece. Definitely. I uh, totally agree with the podcast and just getting in the rooms and learning language, listen to how other people are talking and, uh, and those conversations are being done. So uh, real estate syndication, um, there's general partnership and limited partnership. Um, can you explain a little bit about each structure and how they correlate with each other? Yeah, definitely. So for anyone who's not aware of syndications, it's basically people pooling together their resources to go out and buy buildings that they normally couldn't buy on their own. So apartment buildings, different commercial real estate, the Empire State Building in New York City is actually a large, large um, syndication. Um, so we, um, as general partners on the deal, my husband and I, we go out and find the deal um, run the business plan, run the numbers, do the market analysis, get the financing for the deal. So talking to um, 
institutions. We did Freddie Mac, so agency debt on the last couple of deals, um, getting all of that teed up and then raising capital from passive investors. So those are the LPs or the limited partners in the deal. Um, and why this works out so well is that there are is a huge population of people, healthcare professionals especially, who want to get involved in real estate investing, but don't necessarily want to do all of the work, deal with the tenants, toilets, and trash. And so this is a great way for them to passively invest and hand over their capital to general partners or JPs in this deal who are willing to do the work. Um, and they still get to reap in a lot of the benefits of the real estate um, deal. Got it. So you and your husband are the, uh, the operators on the deal? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you all use third-party property management as well? Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. What is your what is your your general partnership? Who all is it? Um, is it just you two, or do you have an asset manager that you bring on board? Other capital raisers. Yeah. So when we first got started in this, um, we really went out the angle of learning every aspect of the business together. So um, we did invest heavily in a coaching program. When we first started off, we paid $30,000 for someone to teach us this stuff. And that was more than I paid for my master's degree in nursing um, to just kind of put that into perspective. But for us, we were looking to really build this and scale this into a business and not having experience raising capital from investors, acquiring multifamily, the lending and financing that's involved in that. It's a different beast um, than single family homes for sure. And so um, it was worth it for us to invest in something like that early on so that we could learn from people who have decades of uh, years of experience and who people who could look over our underwriting and make prevent us from making some of those big mistakes early on. Um, so we went through that first deal together. And then after that, we've split it up so that my husband handles acquisitions and asset management. So he's out finding the deal, relationships with the brokers, underwriting the deals, and then um, asset management. He's managing the uh, property throughout the lifetime and the investment. So overseeing repairs, renovations, he is communicating to the property managers on a regular basis. And then I do um, the investor relations, capital raising, also a lot of the marketing for the business. So um, I do always joke that he runs the business and I just go out and talk about it and on podcasts and yeah. talk to investors, the fun part of it. Um, but it's, uh, that's kind of how we structure our GPs. Very cool. And the, um, $30,000, it's, um, it's a drop in a bucket compared to the knowledge that you gain and the support system that you have around. Um, unlike going out and getting your degree, it's, it's kind of like a trade degree where you've got a uh, real life experience ahead of you, plus the support to back it all up. So it's, um, it's definitely well worth it, especially you're talking multi-million dollar businesses, um, also known as apartment complexes. You've, you've got to, having that mentorship around you and creating a bubble is, um, it protects the investor capital and, and the, uh, the deal itself. I totally, uh, totally agree. What markets uh, are you all looking at? Um, so right now we're primarily up in Oregon, um, and that's really just happened when we were underwriting deals early on, uh, comparing different markets across the country. We landed on some good opportunities up there and established a great relationship with a broker that we've bought in five apartment complexes with in the last couple of years. So um, we are in the smaller multifamily size up there. So we have 12 um, 24, 18, 36, and 17. And then we're also general partners on a storage facility down in Arizona. Okay. All right. Very cool. That's, um, so your, yeah, your assets under management are around, around 10 million. So what's some feedback that your investors are, um, are giving you all with uh, their experience so far? 
Yeah, um, great. I we especially for healthcare professionals who are very new to the investing world. I do a lot of education. So um, the majority of my investors are first time investors or healthcare professionals. They're not super familiar with what a ROI is, return on investment, and internal rate of return. So um, I really do start at square one with a lot of my investors, and that's why I really have been super focused on building my brand and a platform and a website to host a lot of that education. So on my website, I have different blogs, articles, worksheets, all the things that explain really what a syndication is. I have a three-minute doodle video on there that logistically sketches out what how a um, syndication functions. So um, it's really great to see from an investor standpoint, people who are new to this then become investors in our deal, subsequent investors, and then even referring us to people down the road. So that um, transition has probably been my most favorite to watch. Um, and then also just giving healthcare professionals a, a different way to grow wealth. I mean, a lot of um, nurses and doctors that I work with think that the only way for them to grow their wealth and to get extra income is to sacrifice their mental and physical health to work double time at the hospital. And so to be able to show healthcare professionals that there's this different way that you can take your money and put it to work for you so that it's working and making money for you while you're at the hospital or while you're sleeping. Um, that's like my biggest goal out of all of this yeah yeah that's huge and i love real estate the fact that you can go out see it feel it touch it it's there it's not just a um an idea or a thought like the stock market you have no control over if it's here today or gone tomorrow it's it's here uh, the uh, the markets might shift up and down with the cycle but you're you still have a brick and mortar um place you can you can go out and visit um, so it gives your um, gives a, a level of comfort when you're investing into a different asset class. That's um, so. What is the um, uh, what's the overarching goal? How many units do you all want to have? Yeah. So for us, it was really focused on financial freedom. So when we set out on this, we got sat down and got specific on like our three and five year goals of where we wanted to be in our involvement in our daughter's lives. Um, at that time, we had a new baby and a two year old. They're now three and five. Um, so it's so great. Now we've both worked ourselves out of full time jobs. So I transitioned out of my full time nursing administrator job over in 2021. Um, my husband just left his in February 2023. So six months ago, and we made um, a pretty big transition from SoCal up to NorCal um, to work now full-time on the business. So up until now, we've been doing about two to three deals a year. Um, so we do now have more time to potentially scale that, but um, being able to have more time at home with our daughters is big as well. Yeah. Yeah. Having control of your schedule and and um, really your future as well. Um, tell us a little bit about your all's first deal, how you found it, um, how you financed it, how just the entire process for uh, anyone listening in. Yeah, yeah. So that first deal was a 12 unit up in Oregon. It was a $1 million property, very strong value add. So um, where we target real estate deals is value add opportunities. So usually properties, I mean, all over the country that are held in families for generations and decades, and they're just sitting on a back burner, kind of collecting dust. No one's in there pushing rents or taking care of the repairs and maintenance. And um, a lot of these owners get to a point where they 
just would rather sell them than to deal with the tenants that are in there paying below market rent and not have to deal with the repairs and renovations. And so that's where we see the opportunity and we go in, find these deals, um, do the work, add the value and force appreciation, um, which is why real estate is so powerful. Um, and so what we're looking for um, up in Oregon is, is con continues to be strong value ideal. So that first one, 12 units below, 29% below market rents. Um, and there was an opportunity to turn in an old storage unit into an extra unit. So, so anyone in real estate knows when you can add additional units to a multi-OI, the net operating income and what you're able to um, generate moving forward with that. And so um, we were marketed with the deal that you could uh, do this. And we hired an engineer, um, had them scope out the deal, drew plans, uh, gave us a quote, and then we closed on the deal and they went to the city to perm pull the permits and they could not do it. So that was a big lesson learned in that first deal um, for sure. But we were able to bounce back and take that repair renovation budget that we had allocated towards that to kind of re-up the storage facility units. And then we were able to rent those out to some of the tenants. So we did recoup our losses on that one. But that was, uh, yeah, hard lesson learned in that first deal. Yeah, zoning, city zoning. There's there's a lot of you could have overlays within the uh, the permitted use itself, and those overlays that were granted years ago can totally mess up a new deal. Uh, it's just kind of the, the diligence is so tough. There's um there's code analysts that actually come in and and um, just make sure the project's feasible because when you get into to cities, there's uh there's just layers and layers of of uh, different uh, elected officials that come in. Uh, and just approve different things to make it work. So it's it's definitely an experience. Uh, what was the one of the reasons why they couldn't uh, approve the permit? Just it wasn't allocated for more than twelve um, units on that specific property. So um, got it. Yeah, it was it was a, a good thing in a sense of we learned from the beginning that and something happens no matter what deal you do something, you know, there's always a curveball that you're thrown. And yeah. so um, really forced us to come back, which is why I love working so much with my husband is we both have the same attitude of like when we're dealt with a problem, not like the blame game, you know, dwelling on it. It's like, how what can we do to fix this? Like, how yeah. can we make it right? And for me, as a newer operator, my biggest fear was always managing my investors' money and being in a position that risk. And to see even in this deal that something unplanned happened, we could see as operators, and I love this book, it's called Raising Private Capital by Matt Faircloth. And he shares a very similar story of being in a position where he was going to potentially lose investor capital and him as a general partner could make it right. You know, there's ways that you can change things to um, recoup. And so being able to see that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's um, your team, team around you definitely helps a ton. The, um, and real estate's resilient. It is totally resilient. I mean, you can you can flex from one one strategy to another and just bounce back very easily. So I totally agree with you uh, as far as finding different plans that work out. It's a higher and best use. What what uh, what is the highest and best use of that that property and and how you can utilize it and make returns? Yeah. Um, are you all going to be investing outside of the state? What are your plans for expansion on that front? 
Yeah, we've definitely looked at other markets um, in the south, also still on the west coast. We're just over here and we can see what appreciation does. But um, yeah, we continue to create relationships and network with people who are doing deals in other markets because that's big when you're coming into a new market, having the resources, the team there, people, contractors, um, people you can trust and do business with. So yeah, yeah we're continuing to build uh, teams out in other markets. Yeah, I think the uh, the biggest part is having a very very strong and knowledgeable operator. Uh, one that's got the the business acumen and the the grit and the know how to pivot and make things happen no matter what. Um, things arise, things come up. You have to be able to to either dig out and forge ahead, or uh, unfortunately things happen. And it's all always in the operation, the operator's uh, arena to be able to even prevent things from happening. It's, I. Uh, Yes, I love that you said that. I was just at a conference and was asked, um, what are you seeing? How are you seeing people be most successful in the real estate space? And it was that example answer of people who are creative, like people who can pivot. Um, the more creativity you bring to real estate, whether it's deal sourcing, raising capital, what improvements you can bring to a real estate deal, the more creative you can be there, I think the more success you have. And that goes back to just being in business in general, being an entrepreneur out there, you have to, you have to be able to do that in order to even stay ahead and, and be successful as an entrepreneur and, and taking that the business, whether it's uh, adding Amazon lockers as an amenity or, <laughs> or charging for a valet trash removal, just little caveats that, that may or may, may not be a part of the business plan, but maybe down the road it has to be. But being able to pivot and add things to, to spike the, uh, the returns, it, uh, it all goes in. Um, what would you recommend for somebody listening in and they, they definitely want to get into real estate? They're just they're listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube, and they're still trying to connect dots. How would you recommend them move forward to, to get into real estate? Yeah, so look at what strategy kind of appeals to what you're able to bring um, and what you're able to commit to. So there's a very big difference between an active role and a passive role in real estate. And a lot of the people that I get on the phone with, they're kind of trying, they're trying to determine whether they want to play a more active role and go out and find the deals and do the underrating, get the financing, deal with the tenants, that piece, or if they want to take a more passive approach and invest in real estate through these syndications. So I think determining that piece is, is big early on. Um, and then I look at different strategies, educate yourself. When I first got started in real estate investing, I wanted to do the Burr method across the country. I was in Los Angeles, California. I was literally underwriting deals in Atlanta, Georgia for a Burr, like a full renovation across the country. I had two kids under two, and this was like my first real estate strategy that I was going to embark on. And I feel confident that I could have made it work, um, but I think it would have been a huge headache. I think I would have been stressed beyond belief. And so so when it came down to actually submitting offers and is this really what we want to do? We ended up switching and getting um, long-term rentals. They were built to rent projects. Um, we've since sold those, um, but it just goes to show that there's a lot of different strategies out there for different commitments, um, even personality types. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that they don't tell you is the, um, the difficulties on managing and procuring labor and material when you're going out to do real estate deals on your own. Uh, that's a whole different side of the industry and being able to to bring things in at a cost to where the deals actually make sense is a, a huge part of the struggle. Um, but getting, but breaking down the barriers and getting in there, you build relationships up with vendors and, and material. So it, it's just another, another strategy that can take time. It certainly can be well worth it, but it's, um, 
it's it's all it's all got its niches it's got its little uh, mm-hmm. ways to play the play the industries but uh very cool if um if somebody wants to get a hold of you learn more about yourself and your all's company how can they reach out yeah um net worth nurse i love connecting with real estate investors so if you're even remotely interested in anything i've been saying i would love to have a a call um you can reach out to me net worth nurse on all social media accounts so um instagram linkedin twitter youtube yes even tiktok um, my website networthnurse.co and that's where you can find out a lot more information about me and my company very cool savannah we definitely appreciate your time appreciate your information and definitely look forward to following you awesome thanks so much for having me all right thanks we'll talk soon bye